Arizona football is knocking on the door of the top 25. There are a lot of little interesting angles, though, to keep an eye on in this game. Jed Fish, Chip Kelly, and a lot of ex-UCLA Bruins. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. This show today is brought to you by Game Time. All right, check it out. All right, now, Arizona, UCLA. Now, I thought that Arizona would be ranked after last week. They were not. East Coast bias coming into effect hot and heavy right there. Let's, let's, let's just look at the last four games. Arizona loses to seven by Washington, loses in triple overtime to USC, smashes Oregon State, and then beat, or excuse me, smashes Washington State, then beats Oregon State at home by salting the game away. Now, that was obviously some really good stuff right there. Um, I thought Arizona did enough to be right. Obviously, I was wrong, but that doesn't mean that Arizona shouldn't be ranked, and they're going to have every opportunity this week to be able to become ranked, and a big reason why is because UCLA is good. UCLA has beaten a lot of good teams. And not only has UCLA beaten a lot of good teams, they have also, I mean, let's be honest here, they have also put together a string of nice, of really nice defensive performances. And I didn't really see that happening. You know, when you think of Chip Kelly, I think we're still all kind of still caught in the Oregon box right there where, you know, every quarterback that came in there was going to be high, you know, high profile, high flying, all of that. That's not really the case right now with Chip Kelly. Uh, Chip Kelly is doing more of a, I guess, a ball control offense. Ethan Garbers, by the way, is much, much better. That, that is a big improvement for them. When you got a quarterback out there that can actually uh, uh, play, that helps. Um, and he has obviously been a lot better than the five-star freshman quarterback. And I would imagine that Garbers is going to continue in such a role. It would not surprise me at all. As a matter of fact, it would shock me if they went back from that one. Um, now, Jed Fish has a lot of uh, familiarity with the UCLA uh, with the UCLA Bruins roster. And a big reason why is because, well, he was the interim coach there a couple years ago. Um, he obviously coached uh, Josh Rosen. I almost said Jed Rosen right there. He obviously co coached Josh Rosen, and he was uh, he was very good. I mean, and it was good. The problem with Josh Rosen, as we all know, is that Josh Rosen uh, is a, an interception machine, and that just kind of went with the territory. But, but that also does not mean, though, that Arizona does not have a um, that Arizona, uh, that uh, Arizona was not able to take some things from UCLA. You look on the Arizona roster right now, quite a few players, Martel Irby from UCLA, Ty, or, uh, excuse me, um, Tia Savea from UCLA. You got some other dudes as well from UCLA. Good players there, and they took him, and they've been contributors for the U of A. You obviously like that one. Now, um, when it, with Arizona, you got to take the good with the bad right here, and I think a big part a big part of this is that uh, UCLA is probably the best defense that Arizona has gone against to this point. Obviously, playmakers across 
the defensive line right there. And not only are there playmakers across the defensive line, there are playmakers who are, um, you know, just next level top five type NFL picks right there. So this is going to be a huge, huge game for Arizona and that offensive line. We've talked nonstop and deservedly so about Jordan Morgan and about how good he has been. And he has been absolutely fantastic. Um, that's what a first-round offensive tackle draft pick is supposed to look like. Jordan Morgan has been that dude. And not only has he been that dude, he has been that guy. He's got a perfect uh, pass block. I mean, he's got one of the best pass blocker ratings in the entire conference and in the entire country. And again, you can understand why people uh, why people say that uh, he is a uh, he is a first round pick. This is going to be a big big game for him though this week. A huge game and a big reason why is because you're going against some uh, one of the best defensive lines you've gone against all year. Washington obviously had a very talented one. Obviously Braylon Trice, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the uh, one thing though that I do think that um, that uh, Arizona fans do need to know about is that the Wildcats are more than equipped on that offensive line right now. And not only are they more than equipped on that offensive line, they are in the spot right now where I think it's fair to say that uh, this is probably the best offensive line in uh, – this is the, probably the best offensive line that Arizona has had in about 20 years. Um, again, we've talked about it a lot, but you got Jordan Morgan, who we already know. Then you got uh, – then you've got uh, Jonas Sabinea, um, who's going to be another first-round pick on the line. And then on top of that, inside you got good players. You got uh, uh, Robert Polito, or uh, excuse me, Raymond Polito is back. Then you got Josh Baker, Wendell Moy, and a variety of other players right there. So again, good stuff, and not only good stuff. I think we're kind of at the point too where if somebody goes down, you know that there's going to be somebody good there that's going to be able to pick up the slack. Elijah Payne, for example, um, not only Elijah Payne, uh, um, Tylen Gonzalez. There are a lot of a lot of players that are Rhino that are going to be able to pick up that slack. But right now, the offensive line is going to be huge in this game, and you're going to have to be able to open up running lanes right here. Jonah Coleman has been an absolute monster since he started getting more play, and not only has he been an absolute monster, he's been the player that. Uh, Again, Michael Wiley is absolutely fantastic. I believe he's going to play in the NFL, and I believe he's going to play in the NFL for a long time. But um, And as a pass catcher, he's absolutely fantastic. But the one thing, though, is that Jonah Coleman just kind of beats down a defense. Jonah Coleman wears down a defense, and that's where he is different than other players on this team. 5'8", 225, and then DJ Williams kind of the same way. And a big reason for that is the defensive line, Defensive line pushing folks around out there, and that's what they got to continue to be able to do. The defensive line continues to play like that, then Arizona is go, or uh, excuse me, the offensive line plays like that, and Arizona's running downhill. You got to like Arizona's chances to continue to win games. And not only do you got to like Arizona's chances to continue to win games, you got to feel really, really good about it as well. Um, I think that uh, I think that Arizona right now is. Arizona's just in a good spot there. Now, Noah Fafita, we're going to talk about him in a minute because Noah Fafita has been the one that has kind of transcended Arizona football here. And we, there's a lot that we need to talk about with Noah Fafita. But first, game time, my friends. Game time. Now, you might go to the game and say, all right, I wish I could bet on this, or I wish uh, I don't know how to get to this game. 
um, last second. I don't know. The ticket office is closed. Game time has you. Download the Game Time app today. Use code Locked On for twenty dollars off. Again, Game Time. All kinds of good stuff right there. Not only is there good stuff, it's not just a, a relegated to football. You can get basketball in there as well. You can get concerts, tickets, you name it. They got it. Check it out. Game time, my friends. You will thank me later for it. Check it out. Game time. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. All right. The legend of Noah Fafita continues to grow and grow. And not only does it continue to grow and grow, um, I think that uh, I think that we're now kind of at the stage where you know that this thing ain't a fluke. Not only is it not a fluke, he is uh, he has been performing at a very, very high level. And not only has he been performing at a very high level, he's also been playing football that uh, we haven't seen around here from the quarterback position probably since Nick Foles. I mean, he's reliable. He's steady. Everything that he is, uh, everything that he has done has been uh, has been absolutely fantastic. He doesn't turn the ball over. He's uh, getting everybody into their spots. He's making the throws that need to be made. He's just a big time player all the way around. And I know that he's five foot set, uh, you know, five eight, whatever the case may be. But man. I mean, when he steps out there on the football field, he is one of the uh, he is one of the strongest. Um, he is one of the uh, you know he's one of the smartest, most cerebral players out there, and he has the he has the ability to be able to uh, navigate the pocket in a way that uh, we don't really see. You know, Jaden Delora didn't really know how to navigate the pocket, and not only did he not know how to navigate the pocket, he didn't really he didn't really have the uh, uh he he just didn't have the pocket awareness that somebody like a uh that somebody like a uh, uh a Noah Fafita does and not only does Noah Fafita have that he also has the ability to um uh to find to throw guys open we always hear that term all the time Peyton Manning made a lot of player made a lot of dudes money by throwing them open your Brandon Stokely's your Dallas Clark's there was another guy in there as well somewhere um but he was able to do that all of a sudden now Kevin Green's eaten all of a sudden now uh Malachi Riley's eaten and again that's got to go to Noah Fafita right there that's because Noah Fafita is that dude um and uh, honestly, you can just tell that the team responds to him. Now, again, there's going to be a big test this week because UCLA has got a very good defense. Uh, there's no doubt about that defense. That defense is strong. That defense is solid. Um, and it's good. I mean, that's that's the best way I can put it. That's a very, very good defense right there. Not only is it a very good defense, it is a, uh, it's a defense that can uh, force turnovers. So it's going to be on this team to be able to protect Noah and for Noah to make good decisions. And Noah has shown that uh, he is very good at making good decisions. And T-Mac, Jacob Cowing, you're going to have to play big this week. This is going to be a big this is going to be a big week for you. Tanner McLaughlin, same way my friend. Um you got to get open downfield, got to get open in the middle of the field, and if you get open in the middle of the field, Noah Fafita is going to be able to hit you. And it's just kind of the way it is. Um, but the offense, though, I expect the offense to be able to put up points. I think we're at the point with the offense where you know that um, you're going to go into a game being able to get a certain amount of points. Now, Jaden Delora, 
uh, you didn't really have that sense with. Noah Fafita, you 100% have that sense with. And not only do you have that sense with, you think that uh, he can also be the uh, the player that if the game is if the game is in a uh, tight spot and you need to drive, who who is running the ball downfield? Who is making that drive happen? Noah Fafita is that dude. And not only is he that guy, he's going to be that guy for the next couple years. And I think he's going to fit in very well in the Big 12. We'll talk about that in future episodes, obviously. Now we've got to get to the defense. Defense has been balling out of its mind. And not only has it been balling out of its mind, the uh, one thing I think with this defense is you got to be really impressed with uh, – you got to be really impressed with just every every level of it. There's not really a fluke factor to this defense. There's not one area where you're like, oh gosh, well we got bad boundary corners, or we got you know linebackers that uh, you know that can't tackle or get downhill. They got everything. Not only do they have everything, they have the uh, they have the ability to pressure the QB. Taylor Upshaw, we need a big game out of Taylor Upshaw. Not only do we need a big game out of Taylor Upshaw, we need a massive game. Six and a half sacks on the year. You'd like to see him push that into double digits. If you can push that into double digits, you start looking at all conference possibilities. Then opposite him, Isaiah Ward, Deuce Davis. I need three I need three sacks between these guys. Um, somewhere on that D-line, and again, it could be the linebacker, or it could be the defensive tackles as well. It could be Big Bill Norton in there as well. Either way, I need, I need, I need three sacks from the D line. That's what I'm asking for right there, and I think they can get it. Again, Taylor Upshaw has been that dude. He's been getting about a sack a game, and then, like I said, Isaiah Ward, Deuce Davis combined for a sack there, and then between Tia Savea, Manoa, uh, Big Bill Norton, Uyagalele, Kungaika, get somebody else in there that's got a sack as well. Um, and I think you'll be in pretty good shape. Then the linebackers, that makes everything a lot easier for them. Uh, Jacob Manu has been a, Jacob Manu has been absolutely fantastic this year. And not only has he been absolutely fantastic, he has also been, uh, he's also been making plays closer to the line of scrimmage. And not only has he been making plays closer to the line of scrimmage, he's been making plays that I think are, it's fair to say our, our game changing plays last year, there was a lot of questions, you know, is he just making the safety tackles? Is he just getting the tackles where you're what fought where you're, you know, 10 yards down and somebody has got to ta- make that tackle this year. It's been different this year. He has been able to make those tackles and not only has he been able to make those tackles, he's been able to have some kind of cataclysmic performances for lack of a better term. Um, then, and he fits in very well next to Justin Flo. Justin Flo has quickly become a fan favorite, and Justin Flo should be a fan favorite because of how well he has played here at the U of A. And not only has he played really well, he, I think, has been a little bit of that loose cannon that Arizona needed. And Arizona needed somebody that was going to come in and essentially essentially just kind of push people around. Um, and you know what? Sometimes you're going to get a rough in the passer penalty. I get all of that, totally understand it goes with the territory though and it goes when it goes with the territory that it just goes with the territory but what you're also going to get is you're going to get huge tackles for loss you're going to get uh, uh getting after the quarterback you're going to get all kinds of different plays and he's done that so far and on top of that he's been kind of a leader he's been a dude who uh the the, the coaching staff obviously likes a great deal the players on the team like a great deal and 
just kind of a good dude. And again, he's not perfect. There's obviously some plays that leave something to be desired, but you got to be pretty happy with where he's been. Not only do you got to be pretty happy with where he's been, he's been the uh, dude who, um, he's been the guy that uh, you hope that he, you hope that you get him back next year because if you can refine a few of the things. He could be a, I think he can be an all-conference type player. And then the DBs. The DBs have been absolutely fantastic. We're getting very close to starting a My Bad Gunner movement on the show for Gunner Maldonado. And we will be getting to Gunner Maldonado here in just a moment. But the DBs got to continue to play well. Takario Davis, Ephesians Prysock, both those dudes are... Both those dudes are next level type next level type players. And not only are they next level type players, they're NFL type players. You very rarely get players coming in who are six three corners that can make the plays they can make. And again, Takario, we need you to catch those interceptions or at least catch one or two of those interceptions. If you catch one or two of those interceptions, life becomes a lot easier, I think, for everybody out there. You got to be able to do that. And then Ephesians Prysock, just keep doing what you're doing. You have been uh, – Ephesians Prysock has been absolutely great. Not only has he been absolutely great, he has been – he has been that DB that I think it's fair to say is um, – I think it's fair to say is uh, one of the best cornerback prospects in the entire conference. That's how good Ephesians Prysock has been for the University of Arizona. Now, you might be watching this game – or I'll tell you what – then we're going to get a prediction here because I got a little bit of an outlandish one here to talk about. But first, why don't we talk about prize picks? All right, let's see here. Prize picks. Okay, here's the deal with prize picks. And I don't know why, but this went away on my overlay right here. Uh, okay, prize picks. Anyways, check it out. Prize picks. Dot com. This is the best place where you can go. You can go for fantasy. Uh, you can go for fantasy of. Uh, uh, help or excuse me you can if you think that you know a player that's going to be really really good and maybe uh, some of the public is uh, behind it check out prize picks my friends prize picks will get you set up prize picks will make you a happy customer because prize picks is here to make you a happy customer again check it out prize picks you will thank me later trust me you will thank me later on it it's a lot of fun again football's here basketball's here but get in on all get in on all the action. Check out prize picks. All right. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, and making this your first listen of the day. All right. Now, the rest of the DB talk right here. Now, again, UCLA's got a better passing game with Ethan Garbers in there. But that doesn't mean that Arizona doesn't have a really good defense and a really good secondary as well. And a really a good part of the secondary is that you got two covered corners that can cover. You got Trade and Stukes in there at the nickel, obviously. But the uh, the safeties have really rounded into form. Dalton Johnson has been very, very good all season. Gunnar Maldonado, he has been a frequent uh, target on the show. Pardon the pun. But Gunnar has been playing really, really well. Um, there's nothing that we can really say about Gunnar other than my bad Gunnar. Keep this play up because if you keep this play up, then you will 100% get a full-throated apology from myself. Not that you needed it, but either way. But as far as a prediction, I'm back in the A right here. I'm going Arizona 31. I'm going UCLA 23. 
Um, I think Arizona is going to put up enough points. And I also don't think that UCLA is going to put up enough points. How about that for insightful wisdom? The team that scores more points is going to win. But I do believe that to be the case. So again, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at with this game. I believe that Arizona is going to win. I believe it'll be a one possession game somewhere in there. I just don't know that UCLA, and it just feels weird saying this, but I don't know that UCLA just has enough offensive horses um, to be able to score with Arizona. Because as good as UCLA's defense is, as good as it is, um, this is what Arizona has been doing has been next. Uh, uh, Arizona's offense has been next level. And you got a quarterback that has been holding on to the ball, which is obviously a very good thing. Um, so I'm going again. I'm going 31, 23, 24, something like that. I'm back in the A. But again, Arizona, I believe, is the better team. UCLA is a very good team. Their defense is quite good. They're better now, obviously, with Ethan Garbers in there. But this is also not a uh, this is also not a team that I think is going to score a lot on Arizona, and that is going to be a big advantage for the University of Arizona. Again, I expect a win, and if Arizona wins, they absolutely should be ranked. If they're not ranked, then we are going to throw stones, right? Because Arizona should be ranked. You would now have beaten three straight top 25 teams. You would have gone to triple overtime in the Coliseum against SC. You would have lost by seven to Washington. At that point, I don't know what more you need to do to be ranked. You should 1,000% be ranked. Okay. On that note, though, um, everybody get out to the stadium. Again, Dave Hickey's been making that impassioned plea. Get out to the stadium, everybody. We need to get you out there. But on that note, appreciate all of you, as always, for listening. And again, get out there. This is a big game for the U of A. And if Arizona's ranked, we will probably be in the top 25 for the first time since 2017, my friends. So on that note, have a great rest of your Friday, and thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats.